Hey everybody, Aaron Dillon here, Managing Director of AG Dillon & Co. I got a pre-IPO company update for the week ending January 12th, 2024. Let's get into it. Circle Internet Financial, the issuer of USDC stablecoin, has confidentially filed a draft S1 document with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission for an initial public offering. This is right on the back of Bitcoin ETFs going live yesterday. As the issuer of USDC, the second largest stablecoin with a market cap of about $25 billion, Circle's move comes in the context of growing interest in the cryptocurrency market. The company, which had a valuation of $9 billion in February of 2022, had previously attempted to go public through a SPAC deal in 2021, but failed to uh, do due timing with the SEC's qualification process. This announcement follows recent SEC approvals of spot Bitcoin ETFs amid a challenging market environment uh, marked by layoffs and turmoil in the crypto sector, highlighted by the collapse of FTX, Celsius, and Three Arrows Capital. So best of luck to Circle. USDC is very cool. And I hope those guys have a great IPO in the coming uh, weeks and quarters. Santa Monica-based AI startup Rabbit has experienced a remarkable success with its flagship product, the Rabbit R1. I bought three of them. Uh, selling 10,000 units on the first day of pre-sale, significantly exceeding the initial target of 500 units. The R1, a compact device powered by Rabbit's proprietary large language model, LLM, and Rabbit OS is designed to be a comprehensive personal assistant, integrating various functions and user accounts into a single efficient interface. This user-centric approach is emphasizing personalization and context-aware assistance uh, has been highly praised. The device features a 2.88-inch touchscreen, a rotating camera, and a scroll wheel button uh, for navigation, offering a clutter-free, unified solution for both business and personal needs. Teenage Engineering is the company that made the device. Really cool. Uh, Highlighting user privacy, R1 does not store personal data or passwords and allows users to link their apps via the rabbit hole uh, portal. Rabbit Teach is a very cool feature of Rabbit OS, in particular um, from the company's website. Here's a quote. We envision a truly personalized, accessible Rabbit OS. To do so, we want everyone to train their large action model, or LAM, introducing Teach Mode, that's the product, where anyone can create their LAM-powered rabbits without any programming experience. Record your actions, explain them with your voice, and play them to Rabbit OS. Lamb will learn the nuances and create a rabbit that can be applied to various scenarios. What if you create a rabbit that could be useful to others? You can monetize and distribute it on our upcoming rabbit store. Basically, this is like recording an Excel macro. This is me talking now. It's like recording an Excel macro, but for the internet. So that's really cool. Uh, Rabbit raised $36 million to date. Coastal Ventures led their Series A that closed last month. The R1 ships, uh, I think, at the end of March or early April. So I'll be using it and I'll let you know what I think. OpenAI has launched the GPT Store, an app marketplace available to subscribers of ChatGPT Plus and higher tier business plans. The platform enables developers and users to create and publish custom ChatGPT applications or GPTs. Since November, over 3 million custom versions of ChatGPT have been created, a number expected to rise with the ease of publishing GPTs on the web. OpenAI aims to enrich user experience by continuously offering new content similar to models employed by Apple and YouTube. 
The GPT store includes a search function, promotions of notable GPTs, and leaderboards for popular apps. However, OpenAI's payment model for app developers is still under development, relying on the current hype around ChatGPT to uh, attract creators. GPT apps maintain OpenAI's content policies and are integrated into ChatGPT's text interface, offering users a seamless experience for various tasks. OpenAI plans to introduce a payment model for developers based on user engagement, indicating a shift towards a platform that rewards creators for their contributions to user engagement and platform growth. That is turning into like another Apple App Store. So really cool development there. And I'm interested to see uh, where that's going to shake out or potentially take it. It could be like an Android type situation for OpenAI where uh, tech companies come and build around that kind of OS, OpenAI OS, similar to Rabbit. Uh, Klarna CEO Sebastian Simikowski announced that the Swedish fintech company will freeze hiring except in its engineering department due to the adoption of AI-powered tools like ChatGPT, which enhance productivity and are seen to threat uh, a threat to jobs. Simikowski, accordingly to the Telegraph, expects that the company to shrink over time through natural attrition with AI compensating uh, for the reduced workforce. This follows a 10% staff reduction last May. The use of AI tools while increasing uh, efficiency and admin-heavy tasks have raised concerns among workers about job security in various industries. Um, I think that's going to happen. This is going to, this Klarna won't be the first company. and I'm sure they're not uh, currently the only company that's doing this. Simitowski is a super interesting IP, uh, CEO, in my opinion. Klarna has been around since 2005 and the guy is an operator and he delivers results. I, I'm starting to like this company more and more, especially at the current valuation. It's, it's uh, pretty low, in my opinion, relative to the last rounds. And they, you know, they just had a big international push. Um, that was super capital intensive right when the market was turning on them and they were forced to go out and raise capital at a tough time. So that, that you know, they kind of bottom ticked there early on uh, in the single digit billions. So best of luck to Klarna. Menlo Ventures led a distinctive re- funding round for AI startup Anthropic using a special purpose vehicle or SPV aiming to raise $750 million and valuing Anthropic at nearly $18.4 billion. This approach allowed Menlo to surpass typical venture capital investment limitations with $250 million coming from Menlo's funds and insider contributions and the remainder um, coming from third-party investors. That's the SPV. Initially, Anthropic planned to fundraise in late 2024, but adjusted its strategy to accommodate this significant round. Major tech companies, Amazon and Google, also made substantial commitments with Amazon investing up to $4 billion and Google an additional $2 billion highlighting the strategic importance and potential of Anthropic's AI technology in the industry. I'm seeing a lot of this like rate capital raising through SPVs lately. VC-backed startups are out, are, are using, VC-backed startups are using VCs on their cap tables to go out and raise capital from them versus using investment bankers like Goldman or Morgan. These are big capital raises, $750 billion capital raises. The VCs stand up these SPVs and raise direct from pensions, endowments, foundations, and directly from individual wealthy families, which are typically their LPs. But I'm starting to really see it come down into the individual wealthy families. You got SPVs on top of SPVs. They call them single-layer SPVs or double-layer SPVs out in the marketplace. What's interesting about this is that like, instead of the company paying the investment bank a typical 6% fee, so it's a charge to the company uh, on the raise, the VCs are charging their LPs a one-time upfront fee. So the, the, the fee shifts from the company to the investor. 
Um, and the V and the LPs, they're getting charged either an upfront fee, an annual management fee, or carry, or, or some kind of combination of of one or more of those three. So it's a super interesting model, and I do expect that we're going to see a lot of this going forward. It's a lot easier, I think, than hiring these bankers and going to market. You just call up people on your cap table, and they take care of all of the work for you. So it's even a shift, I think, in work away from from the company and uh, and allows them to focus on their day to day business. Discord is set to lay off 17% of its workforce, amounting to about 170 employees. This follows a previous reduction of about 40 jobs in August. As of August, Discord had 780 employees. So they're looking at what, 700 employees now post, uh, post uh, layoff. The layoffs are a part of a broader trend in the industry, the tech industry, which has seen a, contra- a contraction since 2022 due to economic factors like inflation and rising interest rates. Discord valued at $15 billion in 2021 differs from other tech platforms as it relies on subscriber fees rather than online advertising. The company recently launched an online marketplace for digital avatars and virtual goods. Other tech companies, including Audible and Alphabet, have also announced recent uh, significant layoffs as well. Discord has a $5 billion implied valuation in the secondary market. That sounds 65% from that last primary round I mentioned earlier in September of 2021. Okay, last up, we got pre-IPO stock performance as of January 8, 2024. Big winners this week. Databricks up 3.35%. Neuralink's up 3.12%. Discord up 2.06%. SpaceX up 1.33%. And Brex up 0.53%. Big losers this week. Anthropics down 14.6%. Hugging Face down 7.7%. OpenAI at 5.1%. Canvas down 4.6%. Klarna's at 4.2% down. Uh, top valuations, ByteDance was at $191 billion in the secondary. They're currently doing that buyback at $264. So once that's done, their valuation is going to pop up to $268, excuse me, $268 billion. Uh, SpaceX is at $176 billion in the secondary. Their current tender is going off at $108 billion. That's supposed to close later this month. OpenAI is at $68 billion in the secondary. Their current primary round that they're doing is at $95 billion. They just wrapped up, or they're wrapping up a tender offer at 86. So they're going to do 86 and then follow that up for the primary round at 95 right after that. And then Stripe's at 54 billion, Databricks at 48 billion. Uh, all those companies kind of lead in current valuation. So uh, more current valuations and performance data at agdillon.com. It's up there in the menu. You can't, you can't miss it. Okay, that's it for me this week. If you have any questions about pre-IPO stocks, please, please reach out. And thanks, and I'll see you guys next week.